BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn. Woo! Yay! Second episode in the new studio. I'm assuming this is, will come out second. We'll find out. Yeah. Second recorded episode, mm-hmm. though. Second recorded episode. Uh, once again, I'm the mysterious Justin. And I don't have a nickname, Jay. I'm hungry, Emily. And together we are Cryptids of the Corn podcast. We cover the Midwest and Appalachia. Uh, and we cover everything paranormal, supernatural, uh, mostly cryptid. That's mm-hmm. the, the big thing. Uh, but we venture out of that, that frame very often. And I was going to say, I think I found a new nickname maybe for you for the show. Oh, yeah. Let's hear it. Maybe you should be the Professor Justin. No, that's okay. No, I'm... he's a Mr. E. Oh, Mr. 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 E. E. Mr. E. Ah, Mr. E. Because <laughs> last name's English. Right, yeah. I said if I was ever a teacher or professor, that's what I'd be called. Oh, there you're already the mysterious, Justin. You should That's just be point. Mr. E. Yeah. That was the point. Okay, well, there we go. Now it's I like, know. It's like Scooby-Doo. It, mm-hmm. Oh, that's weird. My brother wants to draw a Scooby-Doo picture of us, like the podcast. Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> Anyways, today is uh, a Facebook-picked episode. Okay. So this was picked on a Facebook poll. I don't tell people what the Facebook polls are for. I just put them on there and let them vote. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize what they're doing most of the time. <laughs> What, and if you're listening and you haven't joined us on Facebook, find us there. And on Tuesdays, you can join us and talk to us live. Yes. Cryptids on, with coffee. Yep. 9 a.m. every Tuesday. Standard. Pretty much every Tuesday. I mean, might as well plug that while we can. Yeah, I'm glad you remember. It is fun to talk to people, though. We also have a Patreon, uh, which I'll, if I remember, I'll put a link in the Facebook or in this description. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll putting that link in here. Yeah, true. Um, for a professional podcast. There's a lot of episodes on there. We have Patreon picked episodes. Uh, mm-hmm. That'll be coming out, like, the first Patreon picked episode comes out today. Well, the day of recording, not the day of this release. Mm-hmm. Um, we have YouTube. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it, right? I think, yeah, as far well, as... the Instagram and everything. Instagram. As far as extra content. TikTok, and, all that, yeah. Yeah, we got that. 
All right. We're ready Te- to get in? Telegram, too. Oh, we got Telegram. I forgot about that. <laughs> now we sound like uh, America's Scary Land with their little ending. Yeah. I love it. Where they like, find us on blah, 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 farmers only, yeah. Christian mingle. Yeah. It always makes me laugh. <laughs> I totally got to keep doing it because at the end, it's just... They add more. Yeah, they, they do a different one every time. Okay, okay. It would be funny if you get on there and they, they actually had a, a profile or something. That'd be hilarious. That would be so funny. All right. So, missing 411 uh, with, in relationship to Bigfoot or mm-hmm. the possible connection. Uh, this is a David Polites thing, missing 411 is. Yep. Um, so, what is missing 411? I got your answer. It's rhetorical. <laughs> what? It's rhetorical. It's not something you're supposed to answer. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because I seen you start opening your mouth, and I was like, it's not. Well, I was going to tell you what it isn't. Mm. Okay, go ahead. No, that's okay. I had nothing oh, in okay. mind. <laughs> it's not missing 411. Yeah. It is actually missing 411. But it's people that never mind. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to make a documentary series called The Not Missing 411. Just it's just people they found. Document just people just a nice walking, stroll through the park. Walking down the street. Yeah, good experience. This is not a missing 411 person. Yeah. Excuse me, sir. Did you have a muffin for breakfast? Yes, I did. So you're not missing four number one. Yes. On, good All day, right. sir. So we're going to, I'm just going to give you a basic synopsis over the missing four one. Okay. Now. Uh, so missing four one is a collection of class, or it's a collection of classified missing person cases uh, that fit a certain number of criteria. I'm going to give you the big list of criteria later. I'm going to give you a short one right now. Okay. Uh, the disappearance occurs in a national park, rural area, or large reserve of public land. That's the big one. So it's normally ran, the group of land is normally ran by the U.S. Forest Service. Hmm. Um, extremely odd circumstances surround the disappearance, which we'll get into later. I have all these listed out. Mental illness or a voluntary disappearance does not apply to these cases. This is not a person that may be, unfortunately, suicidal. Right. This is not a person that just wants to disappear. Right. So those, you know, you, you got to look at that. These are people that have plans of coming back. A lot of times, you know, they're like meeting up with somebody the next day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this. If somebody is suicidal, they normally don't do that. Right. It's right. just a weird thing. Uh, I listen to a true crime podcast, and they do other stories like that where that's how you can tell, like, the, plan, the person won't make plans for after. Yeah. So they, most they, of the time, the person is just hurting. They don't want to hurt more people by you know, letting them know yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. And if you are, there is a helpline mm-hmm. if you are to need it. Yes. True. I don't have the number. Sorry. I think it's 1 800. Everyone get into this. It's 800 273 8755. Emily has the number. I was close. Uh, in terms of something like that, what though. the number 411 actually means as its or- origins in a. Uh, it's a it's a computer term referring to data that cannot be found, or the link has been corrupted. Mm. So that's where the four one one comes from because everybody always asks where the four one one is. So it's a computer term. Interesting. I didn't know that. I thought it was like the in my head. You know how like police have like codes for everything. Oh, mm-hmm. we gotta. That's what I thought it was. Is yeah. A, yeah. Like uh, Reno nine one one or whatever. You know. <laughs> right, all yeah. the weird numbers they have. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like four twenty was supposed to be the municipal code for something in california from uh mary jane yeah mary jane okay and but it's not it's just what they said huh okay but yeah so stuff like that you know but it's not it's referring to for missing 411 as in missing data or corrupted links yeah ah uh missing 411 investigator david polites 
uh, missing people in the U.S. Uh, or across the world. So he's branched out and done some world stuff now, and it seems to be a, a still worldwide a phenomenon. Yeah. Uh, or an unfortunate but regular occurrence in state, national, forest, and rural areas. In fact, there are as many as nine, or not, sorry, not nine, 90,000 people in the U.S. declared are legally missing in America at any given time. 90,000? At least. 90,000. At any given time. And America seems to just ignore this issue. Yeah. These are not people that are dead. These are not, you know, unsolved murder cases. Just missing. Missing. David Plays is an investigator that spent 20 years of his life as a police officer, and he has uncovered an amazing number of puzzling trends with these cases. Yeah. So before I get into the, the big criteria, um, some people have different opinions on David versus who you're talking to. Okay. Um, they, so we talked about you can very skew data. Right, you can, uh, with, lie with yeah, you can lie with statistics. So some people accuse him of that, of really skewing the data to look like he's found this big loop of criteria uh, that fits a lot of these. And I could see it. I don't think so personally, and that's mm-hmm. just my personal opinion. I think this is. I think he is does have something. I'm sure not all of his cases because I can't. I don't have the actual number in front of me because it yeah. wasn't what this episode's about. But there's a lot that well, fit this very group of criteria I'm about to give you. Are people like questioning whether these people are missing or No, something? nobody's questioning if the people are missing. Okay, okay. The question is do they all the all the people he puts in the missing form one? Do they all fit? Do that? they actually fit into his criteria that he has developed? Yeah. Well, two things. I mean, someone's missing regardless. I guess I don't know. I guess that don't really matter whether they fall into his or not. The right. end of the day, people are missing. You but know. did they just fall in a hole? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Or is it more something else? Mysterious and nefarious. And with him labeling, because I'm assuming he coined the term yes. "missing 401." Does that mean he's a believer and everything's a computer simulation? These are glitches. I just think he just picked the number. Yeah. Is he mm-hmm. like? Because I'm assuming in the office it would always pop up. He's a computer nerd. I don't. I'm not sure of that. I'm assuming when he was a police officer. His computer for paperwork and stuff would always say it. My old work computer would say it all the time. What if he was like at the office one day and he's like typing up this report? These things he's figuring out. I can't think of a name. He looks over his computer screen. It corrupts. Mm-hmm. There you go. Missing phone one and he's just like, oh that's my the name. Gosh, that's the, that's the, the synchronicity. I want to imagine it went that way. There you go. You can imagine it that way. But uh, no, he was a. Uh, He's worked with Forest Rangers, FBI agents, all that stuff. Yeah. But yeah, so that's kind of the, what do you want, the controversy around this missing 411 David Politis. Hmm. Uh, I don't, I think that there's, I definitely think he's on to some, I don't know if all of the cases he puts into his box all actually fit. Yeah. That doesn't matter, even if half of them fit. It's even a, if a quarter of them fit. It's still a lot of people. It's a lot of people. And that's funny, like, you have, people have to think of something to not discredit him but to question him or you something. shouldn't or, question everything yeah yeah for sure but um his it's something silly i think to draw oh i don't know about this guy i don't know if this falls under this criteria you know what i mean so it is very easy to uh to lie this way if, if he is being if he is lying it's super easy yeah 
because you can forget certain. That's what he gets accused of, is forgetting certain pieces of the individual to make him fit, or maybe adding certain pieces. I don't know if that's mm. true or not. I haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but like the mental illness thing. So we'll get into the criteria. Let's talk about the, all the criteria. I also can't really like prove or disprove. I think what he's doing either. Right. Yeah, that's the point. I agree. Right. That it's not a definite science. Right. But he is a, a very renowned man for this. I mean, he has tons of, tons and tons of previous experience finding people and doing these investigations and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, in my opinion, I believe in missing four one. I believe that maybe not all of them are in this, but I do think there's something there. Yeah. And as far as I know, he's never actually come out and saying what he thinks is the cause of this. He's actually alluded to Bigfoot for a while, but he doesn't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, but there's all kinds of stuff. He's just saying that there's something here that's happening. There's a phenomenon yeah, where people are happening. going missing. Mm-hmm. I don't know the cause, but it's there's this is happening. Yeah. And I'll tell my... Uh, we'll get into it. Remind me to tell my National Park story later. When you were in the National the, Park? Yeah, the weird things that happen in National Parks. Okay. Oh, oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. So what are the criteria? And this is a more... This is not all the criteria... This is kind of more of a broad strokes. Okay. Um, if children disappear, or so it's children disappear out of nowhere, or adults disappear that are very capable of surviving and not disappearing. So what this means is the children disappear out of nowhere, like they're right next to Grandpa, or they're right between me and you. Yeah. And they're just gone. Yeah. So not normally a predation thing. Not without being too weird. Right. A kid walks off. That's an easy target for anything from a bobcat to a mountain lion to a bear. You know, it doesn't take much to kill a small child mm-hmm. when we're talking about predation. And we're pretty vulnerable as it is. Yes. As an adult, it's harder. Or the adults that disappear, they're not normally... So here's the thing. Joe Smo from Columbus, if he goes into Wayne National Park, he can fall in a hole pretty easy. If he knows nothing about the outdoors, he's a weekend warrior kind of deal. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people are avid outdoorsmen that do tracks to camp and hunt. They've been doing this for years. Yeah. These are not people you expect not to come back. Not people you expect to just, I don't know, fall in a hole. Right. These are people that are normally very common to the area. They go very often. These are people that don't get surprised by their weather there and stuff like that. They're normally people that are very prepared. And I have stories later for for this point. Okay. Um. So it almost always is a national park or a state park, and it's almost always ran by the U.S. Forest Service. Hmm. Suspicious, but and go on. they get blamed for a lot of stuff with Bigfoot, too. Like? We'll get into it. Okay. Jump in the gun, Jay. Well, I'm, I'm just saying. got my curiosity. Here's another thing. They're almost always near water. Okay. Another thing with Bigfoot. They're almost always near water. Mm-hmm. Even when they're out in the west and stuff. Almost all the sightings that occur in the desert are near the water areas, mm-hmm. which would make sense. Uh, here's a weird one. A lot of times they're near boulder fields or rock outcrops. I know a couple of our listeners actually talked to us this morning on the uh, on our Cryptids with Coffee mm-hmm. about the documentaries. And that's one of the points they bring up. I can't remember if it's the first or the second documentary. There's two out. About boulder fields. And these weird things were missing for one. People just walking in them and disappearing. Hmm. And is it because it's a lot of cover, large cover, and they get grabbed easy? Yeah. 
is it something else? And during the from the documentary, I get to feel that he's leaning more towards something else. But once again, David Pice doesn't come out and say what he thinks. He just he's putting the data in front of you, right. which I enjoy. Yeah, it's and like, you come to your own conclusion. It's almost unbiased. Yeah, he tries. I think he tries to really put the information out as an unbiased way. It's better that way because you're not having something like an opinion shoved in your face. Mm-hmm. I think he does hint at stuff that he feels, but I don't think he's ever... He's famous for out, outright just saying what he thinks. It's probably the boulders are uh, silica, you know, based rocks or something. And it's got some electromagnetic properties. That's actually... And opening up some portals. That's people. actually an idea people have. Yeah. And so, when you go back, if you blame the Fae folk, that's a specific one for the Fae folk. Like they're building it? They place these rocks there? They don't create. place them, but the, the, it's a it's Maybe. a transition place for them. Oh, to come in and out? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's an old... So you can fall in and fall out, or they'll grab you out the door. Yeah. Hmm. So that's another one. Uh, bodies are normally never found... And if they are found, they are often in weird positions and often found in an area already searched heavily. Yes. Okay. Yep. So the rare occurrence that they are found, they are always in an area where they've already been searched for this body for weeks. I think I just read a story about this not too long ago. I have a story for it too. Okay. And I'll give a gore warning at the end or a sad warning or whatever for this because it is not... A pretty story. Yeah. Um, Most of them aren't. No. If the bodies are found, it's not good. Because, anyways. They're usually No not matter bad. the age. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, if items are found, they're often in weird spots. And they're often... That's, I have another story for. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of grab some stories to kind of go over all of these to highlight some of this. They're often found, like, for example, we're going to talk about some clothes that were found were folded... Mm-hmm. Three years after the boy went missing, on a rock, on top of a rock, the, the kid's clothes are folded and put out with his shoes. Yeah, that's weird. That's very weird. Either something uh, supernatural is going on or there's a psycho. And then like we said earlier, uh, another criteria, a person does not disappear voluntarily and there's no mental illness in history. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean they haven't developed a mental illness. Doesn't mean they're not, they may not be suicidal. People hide it very well. Yeah. But on the surface level, it's not evident. No real sign mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. Um, there's always odd circumstances surrounding this case. Uh, that's just kind of one of those things. Like, And then if people are found, here's a, here's a little last one I have for you. All right, second to last one. If missing people are found alive, uh, they're often very far in a different location, and they're almost always wearing different clothes or completely naked. Oh, really? And this is one that points more towards either the Fae or aliens. Yeah, which aliens could just be they, Fae. It all could be the same thing, yeah, which we've talked be. about before. Yeah. Uh, the last one that's not on this list that I think he's pulled in recent years Mm-hmm. I can't remember if this is him or somebody else that added it to his thing because they seen the pattern too. And then he may not have wanted to add to it. Okay. The FBI is involved. Mm-hmm. Probably. So here's the thing with the FBI the FBI does not get involved with missing persons unless they're under the age of three. Oh, wow. Okay. That's the rule. Yeah. That's the, that's the law. Or not the law, the rule, I guess. So they will volunteer, they will help find kids. Okay. Uh, 
but they will not get involved in the normal missing persons list because if they're doing the job, they are very busy. Right. The normal yeah. missing persons should be able to be solved by local law enforcement or church groups. Mm-hmm. Kids are a little different. Their time frame is a lot shorter. Right. It's a little nature. more serious. Yeah. But a lot of these, even adult cases, have the FBI involved. That is strange. Mm-hmm. And it, could it be because it's on federal ground? Like national parks? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's what the skeptic says. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got to play devil's advocate with this stuff. Is it just because, you know, it's just on federal ground? Mm-hmm. So the FBI is more, somebody's elbowing them to go more take care of this so we don't have a national parks disaster. Mm-hmm. So that's that advocate, you know, you want to. You don't want to lose the, the tourism. And I agree that that is a big deal yeah. for our national parks. Right. The amount of money our national parks bring into the government is humongous. Huge. 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 Okay. I can't do a very good Trump. I don't know. I try. Huge. Huge. Yeah. Huge. You don't really pronounce it. You got to make nah. your face small. Yeah. Face small, words big. Huge. Yeah. All Anyways. right. Um, but yeah. So what do you think about the criteria? So all that kind of has to fit in place for it to be. And there's be more, but these are the, the main ones. ones. Main ones. Yeah. So that's the thing is he filters. This is the filter. Okay. For Because like I said, there's 90,000 missing person cases in any given time. Yeah. So he <laughs> filters them down. I don't remember how many he has. Emily, you look up how many missing 401 cases there are currently. Because in my head, I was always like... So that 90,000 is the total. Right, right. That doesn't mean 90,000 missing, missing 401. 401s. Just missing in general. Yes. Which someone so could he just... he uses this filter... To narrow it down. Mm-hmm. I always just thought it was... In a national park or something, if someone goes missing there, and then there's... It's not... See, that's the misconception. Yeah. And I think that's more of the people that want to belittle this. Yeah. That, you know, everybody goes missing in a national park. No. And people, I told you, in Wayne National Forest, you can fall in a hole and just never be heard from again. Right, right. And you could fall into Missing 401 for that. Mm -hmm. That's a very mysterious disappearance. Your car's right there. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no sign of you. You're just gone. But they check the holes. Usually, most of them. Well, yeah. They, <laughs> well, you gotta check the holes. That's like the most obvious mm-hmm. first run, place you should check. and stuff by them. Yeah, yeah. I think Wayne National eats four people a year. It's something like that. It's a living forest. It does. It really eats it's four people. I think it's average four people disappear a year in Wayne National Forest. They don't talk about it. Yeah, it's kind of scary. I think, well, we'll get into it. But another option people put out besides Bigfoot, aliens, and the Fae are serial killers. Yep. Because... Serial killers in the U.S. have almost disappeared. Hmm. We were the serial killer country. And because we have a lot of people, we have a lot of mental illness, stuff like that. So, but some people think that now serial killers, the number hasn't gone down. They just move tactics mm-hmm. to not get caught. Yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's thought. Yeah. But we'll get into that. Emily, you have any thoughts about the criteria? Well, what better place to do it than in the middle of the woods where no one's going to see here? Mm-hmm. That's, I don't want to deter anyone from going to the woods or going to nature. Always go with a buddy. Always, yep. Almost all of these missing 401 cases that aren't children either walk away from the group, mm-hmm. I mean a long distance away, or they went out by themselves. Mm. So I have stories for you. The one is, uh, yeah, anyways, the one left is group. Okay. Well... Maybe uh, we should go to the National Park or Forest one day when we do some Bigfoot and 
I'll do the sacrifice. You go ahead and strap a GPS to me, and I'll just wander off. And it'll be laying right there, where we've already searched for three weeks. Okay, I'll swallow the GPS. And it'll be laying right there. They'll gut me? Oh, man. It's not going to be pretty. Wherever you end up is not going to be good. Well, in the name of science and research, if we want this, our research group to really, you know, have a story to take off, I'll just, I'll throw myself out I there. I think we did with last week's episode with Eric. Oh, yeah. That was some real stuff happening. Well, that was too, yeah. It says 1,600 individuals mysteriously vanish each year while visiting parks throughout the United States. So we'll say roughly 1,200 are okay. missing from one. Okay. Because those are not all the missing yeah. right. I think he. I think he always keeps it around a thousand, or mm-hmm. roughly, it's around a thousand. I was gonna say I don't see one that That's says. Fine. He's. I don't know. He's kind of pulled back a little more in recent years. And this isn't. I don't know if this is like an official database either. It's not like it's. This is his project. Exactly. Yeah. As far as I know, it's just him. So he's doing the best. You know, whatever numbers and he he's can. He's very good at it. Right. right. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's I an mean, investigator and everything. Exactly. He has a history and. So. I have a couple stories for you. I was just going to add something. Go ahead. Um, excuse me. We're a professional podcast. Yep. With there being more, there's more than 600,000 persons of all ages that go missing every year, and approximately 4,400 are unidentified bodies that are recovered every year. And then California has the most missing persons. And that is a heavy... Sasquatch and heavy missing form in one area. And, and heavy government rule area. Rhode Island has the smallest number being 20 people. Yeah, because Rhode Island's tiny. Yeah. California <laughs> is 2,133. I don't think you can go away. I don't think you can go anywhere in Rhode Island from your house and not see your house. <laughs> I think that's how it goes. And it right. says the highest rate of missing persons by far is in sparsely populated Alaska. Or 41.8 missing people per 100,000 of the population, which is five times the rate of California and three and a half times the rate of Arizona, which is the second ranked. Wow. Alaska's number one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, Alaska's maybe for different reasons. Snow. Felons. That and serial too. killers. And snow. It has the highest amount of felons per population of anywhere in the country. That's where a lot of them go to, to get away. All right, you ready for some stories? Stories? Yeah. I think you all have heard some of these stories already, uh, but we'll go through I know. I think I know one. Huh? Oh, probably. I think I know one. So I'm going to tell you the mountain man that ends up by a ranch. And these are from this one's from the documentary, so I'm just going to synopsis it. So okay. just give you the, the short... Three guys, they're going up a mountain to do a deer hunting camp. Okay. So this mountain kind of has a trail that goes up, and there's two options once it wise off. You can kind of go the long way around to the camping area, or you can go immediately left. One of the guys went the long way around. He wanted to collect some firewood and stuff while the other guys were setting up camp. So the other guys were taking the short route to get the camp set up. So by the time the guy got there, they were ready for the firewood. Mm-hmm. So, obviously, he never made it. Otherwise, he wouldn't be on the story. The one guy. The guys are waiting for camp. So, they backtrack. They follow. They get back to the Y. And they start following his tracks. By this time, they've already called in on a radio and stuff like that. So, this trail leads to a river. And I can't think of the name of the river for the life of me. And I believe this, this is out west. This may be Wyoming. Okay. Um, I don't know what state for sure. But out west, mountain, into prairie. So, they follow this river for like 20 miles. And then eventually there's a bench on this 
pathway beside this river, and the river's really far down. It's like if you fall down this, you're probably going to die. Yeah. The river's big, too. They find his boots. No, they find his shirt and his back, no, his shirt and something else folded neatly on the bench. They look all over for the rest of his clothes. They don't understand. It's cold. There's snow on the ground. He shouldn't have taken off his shirt. So basically, they end up going like another, like 20 miles all the way down the mountain. They And then they find his boots, his pants, and his backpack all folded nicely against a tree outside of a ranch home. Hmm. Within sight, like 150 yards of this ranch home. Mm-hmm. They didn't know this for months because the ranch home finally went out. The owner found the stuff under his tree. They called it in. Mm-hmm. And it was that guy's stuff. Mm-hmm. So if he was out lost, wandering the woods, first off, he had been hunting this area. For years. Okay. So him getting lost without something occurring is almost impossible. Right. Because there's trails and stuff like that. This isn't as... This is wilderness, but there's paths. But And he has experience. And he's experienced. This yeah. isn't Joe Smo going out for this first weekend out here. Right. This guy's been hunting this area with these guys for years. They had a, a system worked out. They knew what they were doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he just went the wrong way. And that's where they... Anyway, so they find his clothes and stuff under this tree... Right outside of a farmhouse. How could he not make it if he was lost? Right. Another 150 yards. It almost seems, a lot of the, one of the main investigators in the case said it seemed deliberate by whoever took him or did whatever, so they'd find his stuff. Yeah. And it's a crazy, it was like 20-something miles, and he'd have been almost half naked for that 27 miles in the winter. Yeah. It's a weird one. That don't quite add up. It says, a lot of the investigators, besides not delivered players, but the investigators of the case were talking like, it seemed very deliberate. The clothes were put there. Mm-hmm. The backpack were put there. Mm-hmm. Why were they folded? They're always folded. Oh, the clothes. They're always folded nicely. Do you think it's that's Bigfoot, or do you think that's... That's what we're talking about. Right, yeah. We talked about, they mimic us and stuff like that. Where would they learn to fold? Watching campers and stuff, fold their clothes back, put them up. Hmm, true. True, I guess if that's all you've ever seen. That's what people do with their clothes when they're not on. Yeah, why not just take care of it for them? Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's, yeah, and of course you would see the farmhouse. If he was so lost or if you want to, If you want to be nice about Bigfoot with this specifically, because remember we're talking about Formula 1 specifically with Bigfoot. Okay, yes, yes, yes. So if we we're blaming this on Bigfoot or saying Bigfoot had some kind of part in this, we want to be nice to Bigfoot. Let's just go ahead forward and say all these are going to be Bigfoot. They all they all have something to do with Bigfoot. Okay. But let's say we'll, they'll take the nice route. Okay. The guy fell in the river or died or something like that. So the Bigfoots took his stuff. And we're putting it somewhere other people would find it hmm. as a Memorial nice thing. Ordeal. Yeah, something that they were like, oh, that's sad, you know. But let's make sure his people get his things back. Get his back. stuff back, yeah. So they fold it right outside of a house. Hmm. In that house, they did report Bigfoot activity before. Yeah. So is that just what they were doing? Was the activity always like pretty neutral or? Yeah, nothing really. Nothing. Yeah. Did he, if we want to blame bigfoot did he come across did he corner a cub or a young bigfoot did he you know accidentally walk up on one and things went nasty fast and then they do this as a warning mm-hmm. like hey we got your guy here's his stuff yeah because we've seen that do the uh, according to some witnesses and stuff they putting deer skulls on sticks or upside down in the dirt and stuff like that that's a as warning, a warning. Mm-hmm. 
Interesting. What do you think about that story? Or it, 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 is there a, some torture program going on in that farmhouse? And they just... Bigfoot. They wait out in the woods for these people. Bigfoot. And they use Bigfoot to capture No, them. I'm saying we got to keep on Bigfoot. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. Because <laughs> this sounds very serial killer to me. We want to go that route. Yeah. Because they like... A lot of serial killers like their bodies to be found. Or like to, people to know that they got somebody. Right, okay. Like there's a lot of serial killers that purposely leave bodies where they'll be found. Yeah, that's the thing. They would leave the body, not so much the clothes. Not if you're carrying them 25 miles. Okay. So if you're using the river or something to dispose of them, hmm. and you want to make sure stuff's found. Yeah, true. You put it in the most obvious places. Mm -hmm. But would you fold it? I wouldn't if I was a serial killer. Well, they're you're not a serial. Their brains are wired different. They're monsters. I mean, is would a monster fold it? Yeah, it's, I guess it's so. a creepy like thing. Yeah, true. Was it their super ego and a serial killer mm-hmm. is a lot stronger than their id or ego? Mm, okay. So, anyways, back to Bigfoot. Yes. If this is a Bigfoot thing. What do you think? Like, what it was? If why it's would... Bigfoot, I would say it's an aggressive. It killed him. That'd be but, my guess. And then it's the clothes are a warning. Yeah, maybe a warning or just. Uh, hey, we got your guy. Don't bug us. Yeah, here's his stuff back. Or I would think more of a. Maybe not giving the stuff back purposefully, like, this is the sign that, hey, your guy ain't coming back. Right, yeah. But they also might not, they might not want this stuff, like, to begin with, you know, they just mm-hmm. don't want it, so they pulled it up, put it back, here's this, here's your boy's stuff, mm-hmm. take it back, we don't want it here in the woods, but mm-hmm. he was, uh, I don't know, maybe he was taking a leak in the river and they did not like that. What do you think, Em? I'm going to go on the nicer side. That he died, maybe naturally. That, or the Bigfoot was trying to, like, take care of him as if it was one of his own if he had gotten injured. Ooh. Uh, what's the name like of the guy? Like, if he had... broke his ankle or twisted it or something and okay. he wasn't able to take care of himself. Like, you don't need these clothes. Or he broke his back or something. Then or... he took care of him, and then if he died, they did what they do with the Bigfoots that hmm. pass. Because, you know, we never find them. Bury them. Mm-hmm. So maybe they did their burial ritual for them. That could be, but they still wanted the guys to have his stuff back. Yeah. I can see that. If we want to... Well, they probably left the stuff for the family. Every Bigfoot's or... different. Right, yeah. So They're I like could... people. Mm-hmm. I could see that. You ready for the next story? They ate him. I bet he ate him. Oh, they could have. Do you want a more kind-hearted one first? Yeah, let's do that. Let's get, okay. bring it back a little bit. Child taken by bear. Okay, this is the one yeah, I know. This is the one both of these people know, but everybody at home may not. And this is mm-hmm. one of the Carolinas. I could never remember which Carolina. Uh, Probably the east one. Yeah, East Carolina. Anyways, one of the Carolinas. <laughs> Mountain top in the winter. Uh, young family is going uh, hiking. Mm-hmm. And I believe it is snowy and stuff like that. This is in the winter. Um, Although I don't know who's hikes in the winter. Well, I mean, we used to go down to hockey and walk around in the winter because it's prettier. Right, yeah. The waterfalls and stuff. Anyways, so they're going. The kid basically disappears. They search for this kid for three days, and, or for two days. And it's more snowfall and stuff like that. So basically, I don't know if it was the cops or whoever read into the search was like, Okay, we're going to have to look after the snow melts. Yeah. Because we're looking for... for a dead body, basically. Yeah, we're looking for a kid sickle. Because mm-hmm. I think with kids, you have 
24 to 48 you don't hours. Have, yeah, you don't have much time. There's especially the kid was three. Yeah. Not too many survival techniques developed by mm-hmm. that it's point. You can't keep warm. Right. Yeah. But so obviously, dad doesn't give up. You know, no dad should. Right. So dad's out there the next morning, super early, and literally across the parking lot, his kid comes running out of the woods to him. Perfectly fine. Right. You know, and he's you know obviously any parent would be mm. ecstatic, but he couldn't figure it out. Yeah. And he asked him where he was and stuff like that. And he's like. We told him he's, there's a little, kind of like a drainage ditch on the edge of the parking lot. And he said he's fell down that. And he ended up at the bottom of the valley. And then the bear took care of me. And the bear brought me back up to you. The bear was waiting for you to come back. And that's the story. He kept just saying the bear took care of me. Well, how would a kid describe a Bigfoot? Like a bear. As a bear. It's yeah. probably the only thing he'd ever seen mm-hmm. in a zoo and stuff like that. Big hairy thing, bear. Uh, but people say a bear could have actually taken care of him and stuff like that. I don't think so. That'd be pretty delicate bear. Yeah, they're not known for that. Yeah. Um, Especially no, a three-year-old. Yeah. It sounds like a Bigfoot took pity, and that's not the first time we hear about this, Bigfoot taking pity on people, What? Uh, it, especially in need. What if it was just a guy that lived in the woods named Bear? And that could be. I go Well, you know, I've met homeless people in the woods in national parks. True. They're not, they're not bad people. Yeah. They just want to live differently than us. Mm-hmm. So he literally, it could have been a big hairy guy. Yeah. was like, okay, well, I can't walk you up to the police because I'll go to prison. Ah, yeah. So I'm waiting for your dad to come back specifically. So there's his dad, go. Yeah, yeah. Get up there. But, yeah. That's why they weren't even looking in the right area for him. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he was in the bottom of the ravine. They were looking up top or whatever? Okay. Yeah, you think they would have checked there or like... They couldn't get there. Mm. That was the whole thing. The snow and stuff, it made it almost impossible to get, because he was down there, he was probably dead. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing that bear was there. Mm-hmm. So that's a one that kind of points to a Bigfoot or something else. I would think that was probably a Bigfoot. It sounds more like it. Yeah. Uh, but he said the bear would take him and kept him warm. He had, like, berries and stuff in his pocket and stuff. Or The boy did? Yeah, it was elder. I don't know what berry was. It was something that you can eat in the winter, but you can't eat in the summer. Oh, I don't know. It was something specific that they knew, that whoever gave them to him knew he could eat it. Yeah. So it had to be someone... Yeah, I wonder if... It could be either a homeless... Like, yeah. a chosen homeless man for the woods, or a Bigfoot, was just, you know, his pockets are full of these things. Uh-huh. So he had a snack. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, he knew where to go get them for and him. He was in perfect condition. Which is the amazing part, mm-hmm. especially in the winter and the three-year-old. No, he should have been dead. Mm-hmm. He should have been. Maybe, uh... Could have been... Uh, yeah, I, I believe... I have to think that was Bigfoot. We just have to. It's a little boy. I, w- I wouldn't imagine he's lying about whatever's taking care of him. No, it definitely was, a, in his mind, a bear. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Whether it was a guy or a Bigfoot or whatever, you know, something big and hairy. It's a, I, I feel like if it was and a hairy. homeless man, though, he would have said a man. Right, yeah. Or a guy or something. Because you differentiate. Between a person and... Even no matter how hairy a person gets, unless they're, they get that weird disease. Oh, yeah, the, uh, the Wolfman syndrome. Yeah, I forget what it's called. But anyways, unless they have that, they're pretty much... I think you'd describe a homeless man as a person or a guy. Rather than a bear or an animal. And like we, like I said, I've known homeless people in the national parks. They're not bad people. People give them a bad rap. I was friend, You know, we knew them. They're fine. Do you want to tell that story about the... We'll save it for the end. That's okay. not a homeless guy. Yeah, I know that. Um, well, he might be. And might. they warned you. The homeless people warned you about those pe- like people like that. Okay. Well, we'll get to that at the end yeah. then. That's fun. Um... So, child grab is the next story. Ooh, this don't sound like it's a good one. Uh, uh they find the boy. Okay. I'll, war- I'll ruin the end. 
The last one's the one that's not nice. Okay. Um, anyways, so basically, uh, a child, he was walking in between his, like, or no, this, he was at the campsite with his grandpa. Mom and dad were out hiking, and his grandpa literally was just sitting there watching him play, and once again, I'm paraphrasing these stories heavily, uh, was watching him play, and he kind of looked away for a second, and then he looked back, and he was gone. Grandpa freaks out, calls the parents, said, come back here, I can't find him, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, the parents are super mad. They're like, well, were you in the camp, or were you taking a nap? He's like, no, we were playing. I literally turned my head for like two seconds to grab a drink and turned back and he was gone. And so this happens very quickly. This story happens very fast. Right. Somebody, and I'm going to try to remember this right, sees a guy carrying a kid. A big hairy guy all covered in black. Has a kid slung over his shoulder screaming. Mm. 15 minutes later and five miles away the same big hairy guy is seen with the same kid. Wow. So it's covering some ground. And he's booking it. Yeah. And then eventually, uh, the guy drops the ki- or puts the kid back down and just takes off. And it's like 20-something miles away. Hmm. So they get the kid back. Yeah. But it happened. It looks like a Bigfoot grabbed the kid and wanted to take the kid. Took off running. And took off running. And we have all kinds of stories of positive and negative encounters with these. I'm going to just come out on a limb and say it. Female Sasquatches. That take these children mm-hmm. for good or bad purposes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I mean, Native Americans said they eat kids. Yeah. Some people say they just take them and raise them as their own. Yeah. They just have a really strong maternal instinct. And when the kid's gone, you know, what humans do that. Humans take all kinds of baby animals. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're guilty of it. We do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just what you do. It's a human nature. Right. My uncle had little, like, little raccoons he would keep mm-hmm. when he'd find them little babies. But, so, but everybody said it was a guy. Because two different people seen the guy. Mm-hmm. And the only thing they couldn't figure out is in that terrain, it would have taken the person like an hour and a half to get to each location. Instead, it was like 15 minutes. It was 15 minutes. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that story? Well, I, I think you've also... This is another one that, even though we're doing this Bigfoot and Missing 401, but how else can somebody or something move... That's the one that really points it away from being a person. Is yeah. Mm-hmm. The speed over this terrain. Yeah. Moving that far, that fast. It's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. 15 minutes for five miles. That's booking. Uh, yeah. That's. And it was five miles, and not as the crow flies, topographical miles. Okay. Because it was it's... heavy inclines and declines. Yeah, which is even crazier. Like, that's really, really fast. Mm-hmm. It's really fast. That's like sprinting. Almost the whole way for a normal person. Mm-hmm. It's not possible. What do you think, Em? I mean, it's too quick for a person. Like, yeah, well, that's, we're saying. Uh, yeah. I think, you know. I mean, you'd have to be. I grabbed four stories that really point to Bigfoot. To Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Not saying the rest of them don't point to Bigfoot. Right. These are the ones that Most scream certain. to me. Yeah. Sasquatch. <laughs> exactly, yeah. This last one at home, everybody, is my warning of just kind of just sadness with the death of a child. A lot of these missing 401 cases, the, the bodies are found. It's not good things. Mm-hmm. So now that you have your warning, death of a child coming up, let's, we're going to go into the story. All right, let's, 
And I don't know, I don't, I didn't take any of the states down. I just memorized the stories, just so everybody knows. But I believe this is another out west one. Okay. Um, so a boy went missing. So he was, I think, I'm going to say nine or six. So he was six. He was kind of walking ahead of his parents on this trail. People pass all day. Mm-hmm. Very common trail. And his parents could hear him the whole time. But a lot of times they couldn't see him. Because uh, the trail was very curvy and stuff like that. And they were trying to give him a little bit of his freedom and stuff so to explore. So they can hear around the bend uh, his, him talking to these fishermen. Because they know they're coming up to a river. The kids ask him what they're catching and all that stuff. You know, just being real talkative. Yeah. And they're talking, you know, they're talking to him fine. There's two fishermen. And he's like, okay, I'm going ahead now. Or first the fishermen before they let him go. They're like, Are you, where's your parents? You know, you shouldn't be out here alone. He's like, oh, they're around the corner. He's like, oh, okay, then be careful. And then they hear him go, and then they're like, yeah, that's our son, you know, thank you for talking to him, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, you know, he's definitely adventurous. And then as they start around the corner where he should be, they hear kind of a yelp. Just whoop, real quick noise. And then nothing. They can't find the kid. They get search parties out there. Nobody finds this kid. Hmm. And it originally gets put as a mountain lion attack hmm. because of the noise. Yeah, uh, they said that's a they uh, a lot of these biologists and stuff. That's what it's gonna sound like if a large cat grabs a kid and just goes. Yeah, because how weak a small kid is versus how good a mountain lion is at killing. Mm-hmm. And if it would be a real quick grab his neck second, or something. And... I mean, half a second and gone. Yeah, because uh, he would be small enough for them to carry off, and they do. They go cache food. Right. Yeah. And at home, a cache is just you know them storing food in trees so other predators don't get it. Right. Yep. Um, so they search and search and search and search and search and search and the family doesn't give up ever and you know I think I'd be in that boat you know your kid goes missing even at this point we're gonna jump ahead three years okay they just want their son's body to bury they need something to yeah, close just, yeah, yeah that's what it is that's the whole thing well, I don't think the family found this. I think it was another really close friend of the family found this. Uh, that was also out there like every weekend. I thought it was hikers. No, uh, this one's family. Or a family friend. It was somebody really close to the family. They were out there. They're out there every weekend. Pretty much their hope for the next three years. In an area that was already heavily searched, there was a ledge. And people have done on this ledge and stuff like that because that's where a mountain lion cache things. Yeah. So he just went up there again, just to go up there again. He finds the boy's shirt, the boy's pants, and the boy's shoes, folded and stacked. And unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you want to look at it, he found the top skull fragment of the kid on top of all of that. Wow. And so whatever this is or was... It it's horrible. Yeah, picked him apart basically. Well, we'll get into it. We'll talk about it. But so you have the clothes again, folded nicely, stacked, and a piece of the kit put there. And they analyzed it. There was no null marks, no nothing, and the clothes are pristine. Hmm. They said it looks like somebody took these clothes off and put them somewhere. Yeah. And then they brought them out. So one of the theories is. Well, it depends on which way you want to go. That if you want to do the nice Bigfoot or the predatory Bigfoot aspect, 
that the Bigfoots were trying to take care of this kid, and they weren't able to. And he died. And he died. And he may have died, you know, months later or whatever. Mm-hmm. And finally, they felt bad or whatever. It matters how much personality or, or humanity you want to put into him. Into Bigfoot. And they wanted to give him a piece of their kid back. Because they, if they bury their young, they may understand the importance of that. Mm-hmm. So they did this. They may already bury the rest of him somewhere. But here's yours to take home. Literally giving them a piece. To bury. Like, the skull, though? It was a, yeah, a skull cap. Which, depending on, you know, cultures and stuff like that, some cultures only take care of the skull. Really? Mm-hmm. Of people. That's it. Because that's where you are. That's what I mean. That's what some cultures view, and they may view that that this is the most important piece. Right, but just coming back to finding it's horrible. I'm not yes. saying it's not horrible. You're right, but I'm trying to go with the, the nice Bigfoot route. Right, you right, want to right. go that it was something nefarious as a gesture of goodwill or whatever okay, you want to okay. say. It was they weren't trying to be mean. It was just this over motherly attitude. They couldn't take care of the kid. They felt bad. Three years later, yeah, and they put it out for him. Or they got tired of these people in their area every weekend after they already got this kid. So here's your warning. You know, here's literally a piece of your kid. Yeah. Stop coming in here. I wonder if it worked. And it was an area. Well, they stopped looking, obviously. Yeah. But they, this is an area that was searched. Hundreds of people been on that ledge. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. So someone placed it there. Between someone the- or something put it there probably in the last two days. Yeah. And some people think it was in that day. They hmm. put it there, purposely, because the clothes were put as immaculate. Right. Yeah. As in, they were taken off the kid that day, which is weird. And this is another one that points to serial killer too. Yeah. And this whole thing of causing a lot. There's a couple of types of serial killer that purposely just want to cause trauma. Well, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> but so these are these aspects that seem Bigfooty to me. These are the four from the documentaries and the books and stuff like that I pulled. And once again, if I messed up in the story, I'm just paraphrasing. I don't have this written in front of me. I just tried to memorize them. Off the dome. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think about that one? Oh. Well, it, it kind of follows the the story before with the folded clothes showing up later. But how I'm curious to how the clothes stayed so... Nice and well taken care of. Some people think... So if you had to put it back in a cave in a dry spot, it'd be fine. Yeah. Caves in dry are great storage bins. Hmm. Caves in the wet or not. I'd say... And if you were a Bigfoot, a creature of the land, you would have your little storage Yeah, you'd have your your caches and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. But I wonder wonder if it also could have been a mountain lion kill... And then they came across it. and So that is another option that they found the body. They knew these people were looking for this kid. Mm-hmm. And so this is like, oh, here's what we found. Yeah, we even recovered his clothes. But I guess his clothes wouldn't probably be so pristine. Well, they might have found it the day out. I don't know. You know, you just want to... It's, it's weird. That's the point. And they could have watched it. These are it weird and, yeah. and hard to explain. Very. No matter which way you want to cut it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's... It's almost impossible to explain. It's yeah. super weird. That's one of the criteria. Super odd circumstances around the whole thing well bigfoot's definitely got so some uh if till the body was found this would not have been missing four and one right this is mm-hmm. almost immediately chalked up as a mountain lion case there was mountain lions in the area they had attacked kids before mm-hmm. this was not odd mm-hmm. until later until the clothes were actually found and if skull. you want to go on mountain man thing again the mountain man could have found him 
And then that's what the Mountain Man did. The same thing that we accused, you know, said the Bigfoot may have done. Of, you know, here's your kid. Yeah. Here's what I found. Don't come looking. Well, it's sorry. You know, more of a sorry, here's your yeah. loss, you know, but here's what I found. But, and at the same vein, you can stop wandering around these mm-hmm. woods looking for him. Because you might find my... You're making my day a lot harder. Yeah, you might find my homestead mm-hmm. buried in here. So, yeah, I mean, anything about these stories? It's sad. It is very sad. All these, all missing foreign one are very sad. The only one we don't have sad is the taking care of a bear. And that yeah. is not a missing foreign one, by the way, everybody at home. Right. Because uh, he was found. Found. Mm-hmm. But he could have been. He was found alive and well taken care of. Yeah. Not very common. That's a good story. That one's the feel good. The Osmond story? Or is it Osmond or Oswell? I can't remember. Oswell. For the Bigfoot kidnap? We'll do that one day. But it's... Is that like in He got kidnapped by a male. That was out west. Or it picked him up under his arm and took off? Is that the one? That's when he got shoved into his sleeping bag and taken. Okay, okay, yes. And he thinks... that We'll get into it a whole episode. But he thinks the Bigfoot was not trying to get him... Because he, the Bigfoot shoved a whole bunch of stuff in the bag with him mm. and then took off. So he thinks the Bigfoot was trying to steal all of his stuff. Yeah. And he actually ended up with him. Yeah, too. <laughs> Whoops. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes mistakes. Everyone has those days. What? Can we get to your uh, story about the forest? Yes. The national forest? So this is a step off from Bigfoot now for a second. Right. Just, yeah. So we come, when we lived in Nelsonville, uh, me and Emily... Uh, we stopped, you know, we hung at Wayne National. There's a whole homeless community out there. Very nice people. Most of them choose to be homeless. Uh, they like that lifestyle. Mm. And it's a free lifestyle. You know, it's a very hard lifestyle. Don't get me wrong. It's not easy street. Mm-hmm. But it's the lifestyle they want to live. And they're normally, they're not, they don't seek you out, but they're normally very nice people. Okay. Um, Sounds like my kind of people. And they, they're they fine. They're, like I told you, the one of the skunk yeah. would come on the Hawking Campus property. He'd get yelled at. But he'd literally kind of trade stuff for fishing gear because he'd like to catch fish out of the river. Mm-hmm. He's super, like, he is responsible for Bigfoot sightings in the Hawking River. Yeah. Because he's this big, hairy dude that just walks through the river. So <laughs> if you're on an overpass and just look down, that's who you see. Yeah. I guarantee half the Hawking sightings are probably him. Him, yeah, just him alone. <laughs> but anyways... Uh, they'd warn you that there's really, really weird people out in the national parks. Yeah. So you're getting warned by weird people. <laughs> that there's weird people out there. And so it's like there's always a bigger fish kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. Um, so literally there was a couple of us that were having a campfire out in Wayne National, which is allowed in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And this guy like walked right through the campfire, like right through our campsite, didn't say anything. Almost walked to the fire and kept walking. Like he was on a straight path line. And and did he, he say anything there. to you? No, he w- we weren't there to him. Yeah. And then we left. We put the fire out and we left because we're like, okay, we're going to die. Yeah. Did you think it was, could in chance it could have been like a ghost or something? No, I think he was mental. Okay. I think he had some serious mental illness because he was fully there, I think. Mm-hmm. I think he was just like snapping. Yeah. Or just maybe you're just warning. I think yeah, I think a manic episode. I think that's what he was having. Mm -hmm. And you guys were there with schizophrenia. They can have extreme manic episodes. Not saying an expert mental illness at all. Right. As well as if you have depression, anxiety, Mm -hmm. you could go through manic episodes that make you do things that aren't 
normally possible. Yeah. Like, so, like, all your nerve endings and stuff would be in, like, hyperdrive. So he probably wouldn't have felt that he walked through the fire. Mm, he could have literally piled himself on fire not knowing it. Not knowing, yeah. Wow. It is weird. So we left. Oh, yeah. I would but like... there's reports of all kinds of weird people. And like I said, I think Wayne National has four average disappearances. Try to look it up. It's almost impossible to find. Hmm. They do a very good job of burying it. Of hiding that stuff, yeah. And we'll get to the National Forest Service. Oh, okay. The U.S. Forest Service. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a... Is that state or uh, nationally run? National. Okay. There are state branches. Or federal, I guess. Federal. It'd be federal. Yeah. The U.S. Forest Service. Okay. Um, so, yeah. State and national forests are, you know... I have this little equation I worked out. Forest cover plus Bigfoot sightings plus missing part on one side. Cases equal disappearances. Yeah. But no, so... in <laughs> Is this just drawing lines where... Because these are all... So missing part one almost exclusively happens in national and state forests. Mm-hmm. Is it just because of forest cover that why these people are missing and the Bigfoot like the forest cover? Mm-hmm. So is it correlation without causation? They both just happen to be out in the national and state parks. Right. Because it's just where the forest cover is. If you, expect Big, if you believe Bigfoot's real, which I think everybody in this room does, mm-hmm. that's where they'd be, mostly. Only because there isn't like established civilizations or cities it's or towns. It's just where the habitat is. Yeah, exactly. But if you want to be nefarious and say that Missing Formula 1 is nefarious, that'd be the easiest place to do it. Oh, heck yeah. So is it just serial killers or whatever else or accidents? And the, the Bigfoot just happens to be in the same area? Or is it even something else entirely? It could be. It can really, well, and the Bigfoot's nothing to do with it. It just happens right, to be. be there. But if you look, there are maps that put the Bigfoot hotspots almost on top of mm-hmm. Missing Formula 1 hotspots. Um, I wonder, too, why why do they designate those areas as national forests to begin with? Depends on the, each national forest. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of it was just to save them. Depending on which, you know, which national, each national forest has a different story. Yeah. Uh, Wayne National was formed for, like, re- reclaiming the coal industry. But why that's... That forest is new. Oh, okay. It was all pretty much strip mines. So it's, like... New growth forest? Yes. Okay. There's not a lot. If you look, there's not a lot of ancient trees in Wayne National. Okay. Because the soil they're on was not soil 100 years ago. Oh, It was deep okay. underground. Gotcha. Wayne National's been shaved down. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. That's why the coal veins are exposed on the surface. And that's why there's like... Acid so, mines yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. Anyways, like, um, I believe it's... Wayne, or Manistee National Forest was done to save it. Because the logging industry was just closing in and eating Michigan. Oh, okay. So a couple of people got together and just was like, we have to make this a national forest around right. the country. Or so, yeah, so stop. Because going to lose it all. Right, yeah. And they almost did. Well, it's the greed and the... So that's, you know, it, it really depends on which national forest you're looking at. Okay. And which president or which group did it. Like, uh, I just operate under the belief they created national forests to uh, protect against, uh, you know... Whatever and that's phenomena is going on there. New federal land or, or, uh, acquirements that aren't national forests. So there's a difference between federal land and, and national forest. Okay. Between its public use and non-public use. Mm-hmm. So, especially when we start looking at West, the government's eating all these weird Bigfoot hotspots for uh, federal land acquirements. With no public use? With no public use suspicious yeah and that's what some people point to it matters you know how 
deep down the rabbit hole you want to go, mm-hmm. or are they just trying to save stuff? Oh, you know, you're right. the U.S. Forest Service, a lot of the areas they get the Bigfoot side of people, and get don't get me wrong, I'm on both sides. The Bigfoot side of people say it's just because of the Bigfoot. They're trying to keep Bigfoot from us. Or trying right, to suppress it, yeah. They are also, though, a lot of those areas they're preserving in California and Washington and Oregon are home to a lot of endangered species that are mm-hmm. disappearing. Mm-hmm. And they're just saving the best of the best. Uh, specifically, we look at, you know, salamander and amphibian species, invertebrate species, and plant species that are just, that's it. That's yeah. the only places they're found anymore. The last, their the last, last stand, remnants. yeah. So, a lot of people, it just depends. You know, I get the Bigfoot community, and which we are a part of, that that's, it's, they're doing it because of Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. I get that. I believe some of that is true. Mm-hmm. Other parts, they're doing it because X number of endangered species are found in this little circle so we're gonna do everything in our power to save to it save it preserve and it. i think both happen i do think yeah. both happen and one kind of that it definitely could be leads. both at the same time exactly yeah you know two birds one stone it's great cover for and you... that's why like endangered plants are a big deal mm-hmm. like we have a spot near us uh near saint mary's which i will not tell anybody where it is that has like 15 endangered plants in it oh really and a couple federally endangered plants oh wow and it's a no-go zone and it's just a little weird spot it's uh-huh. not very big yeah and there's fifty thousand signs that say yes this is public land no you can't come on it that's awesome that's kind of cool nobody's like why 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 it's literally because of a this plant flower. Uh, they're most of the plants there are aquatic or marsh plants. Oh, okay. And it's the last part. They're fine. Because we were all in a big marsh. Mm-hmm. That's the last remnants of the marsh. Mm. All the plants that were here are just in like... That spot, a basically. A couple puddles. Yeah. What's not dried up yet. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's kind of cool. And I know a guy that went and took pictures of the plants and stuff like that for for uh, the DNR. Yeah. And it was... You know, they were great. It was stuff you wouldn't even know... Was endangered or whatever you protected. call it. Protected. protected. Yeah, there you go. So, when we start looking at these missing 401 coverages with Sasquatch and stuff like that, is it just because it's the densest part of the forest? Or is it because there is... A sandwich a, a correlation. Oh. Are they yeah. grabbing people? Do Bigfoot prey on people is, I guess, the thing when you get to the adult side of it. Well, we we talk many about the adults. We know they watch. I know. Yeah, the, the mm-hmm. watchers. Is their nickname. So, is that preying or... Or is that just entertainment? Do they yeah. get a kick out of watching us do stupid little things that they don't need to do? And then the same thing, like, we capture apes and stuff to entertain us mm-hmm. just to watch them. Some of the stories, maybe they're just doing that, bringing you back to their cave and just watch you in the corner and see it, what you do. It could be. So, it just is how deep down the rabbit hole with Bigfoot do you want to go mm-hmm. as super predators or watchers or just accidental opportunistics? That last story, they probably captured that kid and had him set up doing like all these tricks and stuff, and and then when they were done with him, they just you know clubbed him in the head, took that piece of skull out, washed his clothes in the river, dried him nicely. But I think when they looked at the skull, there was nothing that showed like blunt mm-hmm. force trauma. Nothing. Yeah, there was nothing. It was like a clean. So they probably squeezed his body really hard, and his head like popped a tooth, like a toothpaste. Yeah, like a gush. All right, now let's get away from the mutilation of a child. Okay. Um. <laughs> but yeah, it just is how much do you want to put stock into the Bigfoot as the cause of missing foreign? I think the missing foreign phenomenon is definitely real. Yeah. I think it has many causes. Causes, I agree with that. I agree with that, and I agree Bigfoot could be absolutely one of them, mm-hmm. especially in a lot of these cases here. Mm-hmm. I think they are more responsible for a lot of the kid ones. Mm-hmm. 
because they have a great fascination. Oh yeah, with little kids. Yeah, there's all kinds of reports of them watching kids play and stuff like that. And I don't think they are are super predators. I don't think they're super nefarious. I do think they're opportunistic. I do think they will protect themselves. And I think they're very, very curious, too. Yeah, I think they just like watching kids because mm-hmm. they get a kick out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's any, most of the time, I don't think it's anything nefarious. I do think they grab kids. I do think all these, where they grab kids is real. I think it's more the same reason we grab baby birds and stuff like that. We They have a super mothering instinct. Yeah. And I it's like that. this kid's, you know, a lot of times you look, the kid's alone or maybe wandered off. So they just, you know. They're going to go protect them. Go take care of them, yeah, mm-hmm. like one of their own. Like a... And there's a couple of Bigfoot <coughs> researchers that say they... Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. That they feel like the, the Bigfoot's protecting them in their area. Mm-hmm. That, you know, they don't... I don't think, on average, Bigfoot is not your friendly forest giant. They are creatures just capable of killing you as protecting you. Yeah. I do generally think, 99% of the time, if you don't bug them, they do not want any harm to you. Yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. And they will probably do a little stuff out of their way to keep you protected. Even their local presence will keep other animals away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the forest go quiet. Mm-hmm. So if they're just even, if they have one kind of hanging around you, no mountain lions coming in to bug you, no wolf, no bear. If you look at all the big foot sightings we have out west and stuff like that, they don't ever have bears come into camp when the Bigfoot are around. Mm-hmm. They don't ever have anything weird happen when the Bigfoot's around. That other be, than... But other than the Bigfoot. Right, exactly. So is that just a thing they're doing to kind of say, you know, we're going to protect these guys while they're in the area? Or is it is it that? Or is it because if something happens to these guys, more people are going to come? Okay, it could be both. Yeah. So we just kind of stand while they're out here camping and they keep everything else away. Right, yeah. Hmm. That's, yeah, I don't I, It could be both. It could be all of the above. So any final thoughts with David Pilates missing four and one in relation to Bigfoot um always go with a buddy always in the national and state forest do never ever go in them alone and always please tell somebody the exact area or the rough area where you're going because you can just disappear people don't realize how easy you're just one step away from Mm -hmm. going down a cliff oh yeah I mean unfortunately a man just passed away two weekends ago in Conkles Hollow, one of our Bigfoot areas, because he took one step too far. That's scary. He's from around here. He's from Kenton. That's scary. That's weird. It just, it's all it takes in this, in the, you know, state national parks. These are not... One wrong step. Or there was the... Tame areas. There was right. the guy from Marysville and Kenton that were in their truck in the Cowan Lake. Oh, yeah. They just drowned in Cowan Lake in their truck. Drown in their truck? Mm-hmm. What do they do? Drive it into the lake? They're, they're not sure yet. They, I don't think mm-hmm. they've released what happened. Oh, wow. But their entire truck with them in it was in the lake. And I do think a lot of the missing 411 are that. The one wrong step. Yeah, yeah. I don't think all of them, obviously. But I think right. you, you got to understand when you go in these national and state parks, especially when you go way out, <coughs> you are always one step about from never being heard from again. Yeah, absolutely. You're yeah. one step... From being in a bear den, you're one step from going off a cliff or falling in a hole or going in a river. The world's wild. And I think humans have really, not all these, like we talked about the, the hunter that been in that area. I do think he understood the, the area for its wilds and what it could do to him very easily. But your average person, I just, you know, they, they get comfy. 
Right. You think it's your living room. Mm-hmm. I've seen people, like, when we were in Tennessee, people that were around these black bears, mm-hmm. they were really close. Like, stupid close. Oh, yeah, you told me about that story. And I even warned one of them, like, don't you think you're a little too close to that bear? No, he's fine. Yeah, I know he's fine. Yeah. He's 250 pounds. It's you're, you. you're 90 pounds. Yeah. He's fine right now, but the second he doesn't feel fine... You're lunch, old lady. Yeah. And we're between... We don't know where mom is. Yeah, that's the other problem, is we're looking for cubs and mom. Oh. Okay. If you're in between them... So you were looking at the cubs. It was last year's cub. Yeah. It was big. Okay. Big but, cub, though. Mm-hmm. Which he ended re- up going messy. back to mom, yeah. too. Yeah, that's that's not good. That's not good at all. And people really have lost that sense. We, we have this delusion that we're... When we walk into nature, we're the apexes. We're invincible. Yeah. We're not. You can literally slip on a mud puddle and... A lady did pass away when we were there from falling. She just fell. Wow. We are... You are, like I said, that's the next t-shirt. It's on the t-shirt board. You are one step away from never being heard from again at any given point. Which is why we're always like, okay, text me, call me, whatever, Mm -hmm. when you get there. Even if it's like... If I'm going home by myself. Mm-hmm. I always text. Uh, it's not only I text. I always text dad where I am and mm-hmm. what river I'm in and stuff like that. Yeah. Just because that way I know somebody at least knows where to go find my body. Right. Yeah. Or it's like me. I'm like, where's that at? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, even when I used to work and stuff in Chicago and stuff, I would text dad every time or every area we were working in every day. Yeah. That way, you know, when somebody shot me a... They could go figure out at least who roughly it was. At least, yeah, trace the steps at least. Mm-hmm. Anything else to add for missing four and one? No. Uh, yeah, I think we pretty well covered all of our thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right. I have been mystery. Hmm? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, it's all right that you're still going on. You're done, Mr. E. I'm. I still. I don't have a nickname for this one. Jay Bird. There we go. Go with that. And I'm the I Need a Nap Emily. And together, we are Crips of the Corn Podcast. And thank you for this Facebook picked episode. It was a very fun one. To yeah. Do. It was definitely an easy one to talk about for an hour. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We and I think we could have gone over pretty well. Oh, yeah. Easily. All right. We'll catch you next week with what we don't know yet. I don't know. Bye-bye. All right, guys. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then 
Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.